Welcome to the Peace Over Pieces podcast, hosted by Clara Baldwin. Peace Over Pieces is a nonprofit domestic violence organization creating podcasts with victims while providing donations, hotline information, and resources. If you or anyone you know is in need of financial or emotional assistance related to domestic abuse, please visit our website for contact information. Now, without further ado, please enjoy the next episode. Hi, my name is Katrina Carter, and I am a survivor of domestic violence. My story started when I was four years old, and my mom actually left to go live with my stepfather. From that point on, it was me and my brother, and we were raised by my aunt. During my aunt's relationship with her boyfriend, there was a lot of domestic violence abuse during that time where I actually witnessed my aunt being stabbed by her daughter's father just weeks after she gave birth to my cousin. So growing up, you know, a lot about my childhood, I don't remember, but the traumatic things, I often say that my childhood was amazing because, of course, I don't remember some of what happened. So I had my daughter when I was 19 years old with her father. There was abuse. There was cheating. He physically and mentally abused me. I went on to get into two more relationships. My third relationship was the worst. So my relationship with my last abuser started, I think I was like 23, 24. There were signs of like that he could be an abuser beforehand. There were signs there like... He left me at the hospital twice. I was pregnant with our son. The first time he left us, I had to call my friend and she was able to come and pick me up. And then the second time that he left me, I had an ectopical pregnancy. And I ended up having to go into the hospital because of the ectopical pregnancy and with that, he left me. I had to catch a cab home. I will say that, you know, I didn't leave. I stayed, of course, because in my mind, it was pretty much like, okay, you know, what did you do? You made him angry. The usual kind of crazy way of thinking. And so he went on to have my son. My son came home after like about four weeks of being in a NICU. He came home. And so that's when all hell broke loose. We got into an argument. He would tear down every single apartment that we lived in. He would tear the refrigerator down. He put dents in the walls. And I can remember when I was working at this hospital and he came home in the morning like he usually did. And we got into an argument and he kicked me um, in my back and I'm kicking me into the closet. And so I end up leaving and going to work. And I got to work and my coworker said, Katrina, there's something on your back. And I was like, well, I don't know how something could be on my back. And, you know, and when I go and I look in the bathroom at my job, it was his footprint. And after that, you know, I was so embarrassed and he was calling up to the job and things of that sort. But guess what? I still stayed. I didn't leave. I ended up working. I've been in healthcare for a long time. So I ended up working in oh, oncology department and in oncology department, we will never meet him again. And so my routine would be to basically 
Stopped at the CVS across from the train station. I would catch the train to work and give me some concealer and, you know, try to conceal my eyes. Unfortunately, this last particular time with this fight, I had two black eyes. I had a brown, purplish, I don't know, black bruise on my arm that I tried to cover up. And then when I got to work, they could see something was wrong. My eyes were bloodshot red and nearly damn near closed. And the doctors was there. It was like, what happened? And my story was I mixed some cleaning products together and I mixed them incorrectly. And that's why my eyes were the way that they were. And so they said, Katrina, you know, sure, that's what happened. I said, yeah, yeah. You know, remind you, I am the face of the office. So when they came in, the patients would have to see me. So they tried to send me home. And I was like, you know, can I just work in the back office? Because I didn't want to go home because I didn't want to have to face him. And so I left, of course, went home. He wasn't there, but he will always get the kids around a certain time. And so when he came home and he saw me, he said, well, what you doing home? I said, you know, they sent me home because of my eyes. And they were always like, you know, I'm so sorry. You know, I didn't mean to do that. I lost my temper, things like that. And I will forgive him. But the last fight that we had, it was like he wasn't him. It was like someone else. And I was on my knees in the bedroom and I was asking God, like, please, please, God, please help me. Remove me from the situation. I promise you that I won't go back. I promise you. And I lived in an apartment, was carpeted, but I could hear his footsteps coming to the back end. He threw an iron at me. It almost hit me and I got up. And I knew that that was God because who else would protect me from getting hit by an iron? And we got to tussling and, and, you know, I ended up the next day saying, you know what? I can't do this shit no more. And so what I did was I act like I was going to pay the rent. We were behind on the rent anyway, because every time I got paid, my money went to him. And so I got a plane ticket uh, for me and my children. And I called my friend and I asked her if she would come and take me in so we could go to the airport I turned our phones off, changed the numbers, and I left and I moved back home to Mississippi. But you would think that that was it. It wasn't. February of 2014 was when I left in February of 2014. Around Valentine's Day, two weeks after I left, he came to Mississippi. I paid for him to come to Mississippi and we got into it again. Really huge fight. And my aunt ended up putting me out because she was like, you're running from him. So what's the reason for him coming? She didn't want him at her home. So I ended up being homeless in Mississippi and going through a homeless shelter again with my kids. And I got my own place and things were going well. And guess what? He came down again. When I had my own place, he... Took all the food out the refrigerator. Me and him got into an argument. He took all the food out the refrigerator, choked me, slammed me, all types of things. And and I was like saying to myself, why why can't you leave? Why do you keep holding on to what he's doing to you? Right? And I thought that that was it for me. Like I got my kids and I got all of these things. Why is it that I just cannot leave him alone and it was because in the back of my mind 
I got two kids, two different kids' father. I did not want to be another statistics, but I ended up being one anyway. And so he left. Months later, I met my high school sweetheart. And I say sweetheart because I had a crush on him. We got married in May of 2016, and we're still together to this day. I have founded my nonprofit organization, it's Incapable Bondage, where I tell my story and I focused on how trauma during your childhood can cause you to go into these type of relationships, these type of friendships where you're being treated like you're less than and not enough. And so our motto at Incapable Bondage is healing is a process that takes reliving what has hurt you in order to walk in your purpose. And I stand by that wholeheartedly because I had to relive being abandoned at four. I had to relive being molested at 12. I had to relive wanting to feel loved and feeling like I wasn't enough. I had to relive all of those things so that I was able to get to the root cause of my insecurities, the root cause of why I wanted to be cared for and loved by these men, the root cause of why I was involved in not one domestic relationship, not two, but three domestic violence relationships. And each one took me through a certain level of what I felt as though I was missing. And so I'm so glad that I'm able to come on and speak to you and let you know that you do not have to stay. It will not get better. It will get worse. And if you need any type of assistance or feedback or just help, like you don't know where the hell to go, I am here. And again, my nonprofit organization is incapablebondage.org. That is our website. We are located in the DMV area, but we are actually spread and trying to go worldwide. So I hope that my story helps 